Welcome to week five of our message series, Work in Progress. Over the past weeks, we've been talking about how until you get to heaven, you are a work in progress. If you're just joining us today for the first time or the first time in a long time, welcome. We are so glad you're here. And if you're one of the new people, I've got good news. For the next 12 or so minutes, you can zone out. (laughs) Play on your phone or take a walk outside because today's message is not directed towards you. Today's message is directed only to our insiders. That is the people who consider themselves members or parishioners of Ascension Parish. As a parish, it is our job to welcome and to comfort outsiders so that they can take a first step in following Jesus. And as a parish, it is our job to challenge insiders so that they can continually take their next step in following Jesus. And as just as you are a work in progress, the human part of the church is very much a work in progress. When St. Peter talks about the church, he says, like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. The church is not made of brick and mortar. That's what buildings are made of. The church is made of living stones. That is people like you and me. So for the church to grow, we need to grow. And you do this each time you take a next step along your discipleship path by how you pray, by how you serve God and others, by how you give financially, by how you foster community, and by how you receive grace in the sacraments. Today, we are going to be talking about financial giving. (laughs) Wasn't quite the response I expected. (laughs) But I want to be clear about something. Financial giving is more a spiritual issue than it is a financial one. More a spiritual issue than it is a financial one. Because God is a giver. And when you give, you become more like God. Whether you realize it or not, the number one competitor for your heart with God is money. Our currency says, in God we trust. But how often do we have it the other way around? In my money, I trust. When I was young, I remember being told once, when the tough gets going, it's the cash that keeps you going. Yikes. Not love, not God, not reliance on the people around us. Money. And this issue even reaches down into marriages because stress connected to money is often listed as the top cause of divorce. Your use of money has deep spiritual implications because you can use it to honor God, to help others, and to grow spiritually or not. You might be surprised by this, but there is only one place in all of sacred scripture where God says, try me. 
It's Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, and God is talking about giving as an act of worship. This is what it says. Bring the full tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and thus put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you an overflowing blessing. God is not saying that if you give me $100, I'm gonna give you $200. But he is promising that if you tithe, that is if you trust God with some of your money, you will know his blessings. And God is not outdone in generosity. It is the surest investment you can make. It matters not whether you give $5 or $50,000. What matters is that you trust God and that your tithe is reflective of your means. Jesus says, store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where thief cannot break in nor moth destroy. And I might add, I bet if Jesus was talking today, he'd say, store up for yourselves treasure in heaven because it's not subject to inflation. (laughs) When you worship God by investing in our parish financially and by giving to the poor, you honor God and you grow spiritually. As we head into these uncertain economic times, I am so grateful to everyone who chooses to invest in our parish family. And if God has blessed you and you're in a position to give at a higher level, I would love for you to become one of our angels who lead through giving. In our gospel today, Jesus is in the temple area and it began, some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings. It makes me think of the beauty of our church buildings. By the sacrifices of so many, our churches, St. Bridget Church, for instance, was built in 1884 and Our Lady of Fatima in 1956. But more important than the brick and the mortar, are the living stones who erected them and the living stones who gather here today. But lest we get caught up in physical structures, Jesus says, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Now, he's talking about the temple. And this prophecy was fulfilled in the year 70 AD when the Roman army destroyed the temple. But Jesus' words are especially striking given what he did in the verses immediately before the ones we just heard. If you remember, so in St. Luke's Gospel, right before this, there is the scene with the poor widow in the temple who puts the two small coins in the offertory as G- and as Jesus says, she gave her whole livelihood to the temple, to a physical building that was destined for destruction. 
it kind of makes us wonder, you know, could she not have had a better use for her money? Like food or an emergency fund or shelter. But the key to understanding this is that Jesus praised the poor widow not because of what her gift did for the temple, but because her gift honored God and was an expression of love and trust. The poor widow's gift honored God and was an expression of love and trust. We don't know what happens to the poor widow. She doesn't appear again in sacred scripture, but I have no doubt that she did not experience until the end of her life God's blessings. Because that's what happens when you give And that's the promise that God says, try me on. By now, most of you should have received our annual report in the mail. If you didn't get one, there are extras in the back of the church by the doors. The annual report showcases some of the examples of the impact that you're giving halves. Like Amond, who grew in faith and fellowship through a small group, like Abby, who became Catholic along with her family this past year, and how one of our parishioners, Ryan, entered St. John's Seminary this year to discern a vocation to the priesthood. Next weekend is our Stewardship Sunday, and my ask for you is to take some time to pray about your financial support of our parish for the year ahead. And as you prayerfully consider your giving, I invite you to consider the four P's of giving. Planned, priority, percentage, progressive. Planned. This is the simple act of deciding that you're going to give something to the offertory each week. And I should say, each of these P's is a step that you can progress to, to prioritize. And this is the movement from giving whatever you happen to have in your pocket to making your giving a priority in your personal budget. Percentage, and I recognize this is probably the biggest jump for most people. I heard someone recently call it the move from tipping to tithing. The Bible talks about 10%. But you might want to start at 2% or 1% or even one half of 1%. And number four, progressive. And that is to increase your percentage as God blesses you over time. For me, I know that my giving to our parish honors God and builds up the people that I love. Does your giving help keep the lights on, enable me to eat and to pay our staff? Yes, of course. But more than that, it honors God, it helps you grow spiritually, and it furthers our parish mission of helping more people along the path to a better life through Jesus Christ. So I ask you in this week ahead to spend some time with the four Ps, consider where you are, and then trust God with whatever it means to take your next step in giving. And then make a faith commitment to the offertory 
in the form of a, or we call it a, a faith commitment, which is a non-binding pledge for the year ahead. If you received our stewardship mailing, it had the, um, the pledge cards in them, but we have extras for you to take as you leave after Mass. Next weekend, what we'll do is we'll collect all of the faith commitments and we'll place them by the altar at our offertory as a sign of our offerings to God. Last year, close to 200 families made faith commitments to our parish. And I think it would be incredible if there were more this year. So in advance, thank you for investing in our parish family.